Dollars and Cents with Hapo Community Credit Union helps empower our listeners to achieve financial success while living for today and planning for tomorrow. This podcast focuses on financial education, community support, fraud prevention, real-life stories of financial transformation, and much more. Hapo Community Credit Union serves Washington and Oregon with over 18 locations. Bank on more when you bank with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents, Hapo Community Credit Union's Financial Literacy Podcast. Today, we have Courtney Armstrong from Cadlick. She is the Community Health Specialist, and we're going to talk today about uh, mental health and financial stress. Courtney, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me and for focusing on this important topic of mental health. Yeah, our pleasure. Honestly, the uh, a lot of people get these feelings that all of these are, are disconnected, um, but we're pretty sure that there is a line that you can draw between financial stress and mental health. Uh, we had mental health awareness back in, uh, back in May, is a month dedicated to that, and this month is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month in uh, September. So, it is uh, great to have you here. So let, let's get started. What can you tell us about uh, mental health education? So mental health is obviously a hot topic these days, especially with this month being September and Suicide Prevention Month. And then, you know, with being a couple years into the pandemic, um, mental health is just at the forefront of a lot of conversations, a lot of focus, which is great to see. It's creating an environment where more people are feeling comfortable to access help, reach out for help. Um, so that is really great. And so with mental health, um, we're seeing a lot of struggles that is related to finance, um, especially since the pandemic and with employment being so up in the air. More recently, we've seen a huge increase in inflation um, for especially necessities. And so that's causing financial stress. Um, we've also seen an increase in financial stress related to the worry of not being able to retire. So that's um, becoming more and more common that is related to mental health, just that fear of you know not really having hope to retire when they thought they were going to be able to retire. So with inflation, um, lack of hope of being able to retire, those are some more recent things that we've seen lately that are definitely tied to financial stress. Yeah, those increases in costs that we've all seen uh, across uh, restaurants trying to keep their doors open during pandemic, having to raise rates, the, uh, the infrastructure across the nation as far as uh, being able to move goods and services around, the increase in costs that come along with that. And as much as people have been planning for their retirement, um, now the question becomes, did I put enough away during those? And of course, yeah, I can imagine that would all be extremely stressful. The changes in the work environment, having to have worked remotely for a lot of people over the last couple of years, maybe coming back into the actual offices and whatnot, uh, so what, what all have you been, been seeing that people are dealing with in these conversations? Yeah, so I think you made a great point of um, returning back to a normal, whatever that looks like these days. So whether it's you're going back to work in an in-person environment, um, that's causing some, you know, stress and anxiety about having to be in social situations. And with um, it being September and school just starting back up, 
Um, we're also seeing that in youth, especially with um, students not being in a normal classroom setting for quite a while. So this is the first school year where a lot of kids have um, started again with this new routine. And so we've seen it in youth as well, returning back to these social situations, and they're having a hard time adjusting. So there's a lot of social anxiety that is coming up recently that we've seen um, that we haven't really dealt with before. And so it's just all about learning that new normal, getting a new routine. And the really important piece is how we can support that in the home. And so whether you have a spouse who's returning um, to a new routine or a student who's returning to that new routine, um, with mental health, it's just so important to create that positive, supportive home environment so they're able to um, have a place to feel safe and um, to talk about how they're feeling, to debrief those things. So it seems like a lot of families probably just got used to everything being remote just in time to turn around and reshuffle that entire deck. And now you've got to work on getting the kids back into school in person, getting yourself back into school. All of that routine that you had before pandemic hit, you had to adjust away from all of that. Now you have to adjust back into it, but it's been long enough that what services are available and how did we do that beforehand? What seems so normal now seems foreign. Yeah, absolutely. And change is hard. We all have a hard time with change. And so I think um, these major changes that are happening in routines is a really great opportunity um, for us to check in with uh, each other. So check in with our coworkers, our family, our friends, um, people we spend time with to, you know, see how they're doing. And the more we talk about how we're feeling personally, emotionally, mental health-wise, um, the more likely others are going to share that with us. And so it's a great time to create that positive environment to talk about mental health, how we're feeling. Um, and it's a great way for us to be able to identify when somebody might need help. And so that's a huge step in um, helping each other and trying to identify when somebody might have a mental health issue they need help with is just talking. Yeah, that seems like it would be a upfront and very simple thing, but communication has become a little bit of an issue over over the past couple of years, mostly because we have become a, in my opinion, a little disconnected, even though everybody had the ability to connect via Zoom or other digital platforms. Um, is it becoming easier to identify those in conversation or or more difficult for people to identify those these days? Gosh, that's a great question. I don't know if it's easier or more difficult. I would say it probably depends on the individual. Um, but we are seeing, of course, a lot more people hiding behind their devices, right? A lot more people who have become more comfortable in maybe um, texting or, you know, through social media, having these conversations or expressing themselves. So I think with that being more popular, it's harder for people to have face-to-face -face conversations. And it's taking, I've seen it's taking longer for individuals to open up and feel comfortable um, talking to people in person, even with parents. Um, I've seen and heard of youth preferring to text their parents when some of these important sensitive topics come up. So I think there's kind of that anxiety that is linked to face-to-face in-person conversation these days, which is an additional barrier to get through. And with social media and social media personalities out there, you have a certain expectation of who a person is based on what they put out there on a social media platform. But uh, another thing that you mentioned there that, that kind of caught for me uh, is kids being more comfortable texting their parents. How much of this comes down to um, meeting them at their comfort level and on their platform? 
Yeah, that's huge. That is such an important thing. Um, We can't force anybody to share or to talk about something that they don't feel comfortable talking about. So um, it's so important to build that initial relationship with our kids, especially with our spouses, Um, building that initial relationship so they feel comfortable coming to us. And so if that's starting off texting, right, and just having those conversations through text or whatever they feel comfortable Um, And then eventually, hopefully, that trust is built to where they feel more comfortable having these conversations face-to-face or whatever works for your family and your situation. Um, So I just think meeting them where they're at is so important because it is about them, right? So um, if we're concerned for them, if we're concerned about their health, then um, we need to make sure we get them involved in that conversation um, however they feel comfortable. And I think that that statement of conversation is a good one. Having an open dialogue and a regular open dialogue will uh, not only allow you to see any changes in attitude or behavior from maybe, say, a seasonal situation or possibly even be able to head off maybe a mental health crisis before it even gets to that stage. Yeah, absolutely. And with suicide prevention, when we talk about warning signs and what to look for, clues to where somebody might be struggling with their mental health or even struggling with the thoughts of suicide, um, those clues can be separated into a few different categories. So first being verbal, so what they're actually saying. Um, So paying attention to things they're saying, whether they're directly saying they're struggling or kind of dancing around, maybe making comments that hint at them struggling. So paying more attention to what people are saying. Um, And then behavioral clues. So changes in behaviors, right? Their moods, their habits, their hobbies, stuff they're interested in. Um, And so if there's any changes, positive or negative, within their behavior, that could be a clue. Um, And then the last clue being situational clues. So something that has happened in their life, um, usually things that have an impact on themselves or somebody else. Um, So these situations can help us, um, you know, maybe provide us an opportunity to check in with them. And then when we talk about situational clues, a lot of those can be tied to finances. So when we're looking at legal troubles, um, job loss, home issues, right? Those major things to where um, it impacts the money coming into your home. Um, Those can be huge indicators of, okay, these situations happened. So I need to check in with that person, right? I need to ask how they're doing. They need to be on my list to, um, you know, high alert to check in with them. And so financial related for sure on those situational clues, um, So items like, say, unexpected expenses that maybe somebody hadn't been saving for. I know this morning I was unloading the dishwasher uh, and the top rack of my dishwasher actually broke as I was opening it up. Small plastic clip. In my case, this is going to end up being probably a $20 fix. Not a big deal. But it could have led to me needing to completely replace a uh, appliance, a major appliance in my home, which could have ended up costing me, you know, five hundred to two thousand dollars, and the amount of time necessary, maybe hiring a professional to do the work. How about on the other side? Because you said both positive and negative. So obviously financial stress from overdue bills or unexpected expenses, if you haven't planned ahead for those. What about, say, a positive change that might be an indicator uh, of the mental stress that somebody might be under? Yeah, so we see a lot of times in behaviors, especially mood related, um, maybe somebody who, you know, used to be maybe more mellow, um, somebody who used to be, you know, sitting back and not very involved, and all of a sudden they are, or they just have a really positive outlook on life. Um, Sometimes those can be key indicators because, you know, that change in mood, that drastic fluctuation, like I said, whether it's negative or positive, um, 
gets us thinking what's going on in their life to cause that drastic change in mood. So um, sometimes it might be medication, a new medication they've started that is causing that. Maybe they just have a positive outlook on life, which is great. Um, Or maybe they're struggling with their mental health um, and sometimes coming to peace with making the decision um, to harm themselves ultimately. And so sometimes we see that unfortunately to where, um, you know, they just um, are happy and positive because they feel like um, that things are going to get better by harming themselves. And so it can be, you know, just a normal mood thing based off of just a positive outlook or something like medication or something as severe as um, feeling like things will get better because they've made a decision. So when you see the coworker that shows up to work with a new Maserati, maybe ask the question, hey, nice new car. Where did this come from? Is this a midlife crisis? Is this uh, just, hey, I've always wanted one of those and I finally saved up enough to do it because I planned ahead? Uh, or maybe there's something more going on if you know them well enough. Or, or maybe it's your, your, your cousin or, or somebody else that you see that's made a major purchase. Ask them about it. Yeah, I think so. And just always having that conversation, right? And it's a balance of not seeming nosy or offensive, but, you know, just sharing, um, showing a general interest, right? That's what this is all about, having those conversations, showing that you're interested in, um, you know, hearing about what they got going on, um, hearing about that car they purchased, and then maybe over time they will feel comfortable to let you know, I really couldn't afford that vehicle and, you know, I'm in financial trouble now, right? And so just having that starting off conversation to show you're interested, show you care, um, could eventually down the road lead to them opening up to you um, about something really important. And of course, it doesn't necessarily have to be a major purchase like something like that. Maybe it's you you notice that this person has 27 Amazon boxes on their front porch daily or weekly, uh, and maybe they're going through uh, and handling or covering up the stresses in their life with retail therapy. Yes, retail therapy. So, so commonly seen especially since online shopping's become so popular, especially that, you know, Amazon, right? Everybody loves Amazon these days. Um, so retail therapy being um, shopping to relieve emotional stress. Um, and so with retail therapy, we see some positives out of it, right? It can um, increase happiness, obviously, because you're buying something that you want. Yep. Um, it can also provide you with a sense of control, which um, with the pandemic and having a lack of control of a lot of things recently, um, Purchasing an item, that's a sense of control. So we see that as a positive. But then if there's not that balance, um, just like any other addiction, it can become an addiction, right? And so, um, you know, it can distract from real life problems um, and not build those true coping skills that they need. So it could be caused as a distraction to cope. Um, It, you know, may not be able to afford it right? So they truly cannot afford the things they're buying. And that's a huge problem. And again, it's an addiction, just like in other addictions, um, if it's not, if it's not balanced properly. And so retail therapy is very common, especially with, um, with online shopping. It's huge now. And so just making sure we're checking in with our loved ones. If you notice, you know, um, your mom and dad might be ordering a bunch of Amazon. Are they getting scammed? That's another thing, a whole other conversation, right? With these, with these retail scams that we see, or especially in the senior population that might have memory care issues who are shopping all night long on QVC. We see that happening. And so yeah, keeping an eye on um, purchasing habits, especially those we're close to in our family um, is a good idea and can be an indicator of some of these mental health concerns as well. 
Yeah, and you had mentioned how easy online shopping makes it when it's literally click to add to cart and click to pay with that card that I've stored online, uh, how secure are their servers as far as keeping your card safe. But more importantly, you never have to look at that bank balance before you you actually purchase the item. And in you know X number of days, it's sitting on your porch and, oh, wait, well, now, I mean, I, I want another one or, or the same thing in a different color or something along those lines and very easy to just jump on um like i mentioned my my dishwasher i actually purchased the part for it on amazon this morning it'll be here on tuesday and i'll get to fix my dishwasher which is fantastic it's perfect it's exactly what i needed and it's only the one thing that i bought however it could be so very easy to go on and just add a bunch of other items to the cart and feel good like hey cool all these all these fun new toys are are showing up at the house um, and then looking at the bank account, realizing that I can't go buy milk for my coffee. Absolutely. That it's in with online shopping, we kind of get a double reward, right? We purchase the item and we get that increase in happiness um, when we purchase it, right? And we know, ooh, it's going to be delivered um, in the next week. And so that's the first set of excitement. And then when it gets delivered and you're opening the package, another sense of excitement. And so, um, yeah, that is very habit forming, um, especially if you don't, you know, try to control, control your impulses there. And so the accessibility is huge, very huge and concerning. And we had talked about uh, social media and personalities. Uh, Unboxing videos are literally a content type out there on social media. People just getting packages and opening them and showing people, hey, here's the cool thing that I just got. Yeah, and comparing ourselves to others, again, right? Um, The importance of knowing what is reality through social media. And so seeing all those unboxing videos um, and knowing somebody probably sponsored them, right? They're not the ones going out and buying it. And everybody doing all these product recommendations, that's another huge problem that we see, um, especially through TikTok. You know, TikTok being so common these days, it's so easy for somebody to do a product recommendation video and link that product and then people are just buying it up Um, and so there's all these things that are just trending at all times that you're surrounded by 24 7 um, that look great that look good quality that look fun exciting and everybody has it it seems like and so we want it more so it's created this um, yeah this environment to where you just feel pressure to buy 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 so for people that feel like they're under all of this pressure or they can kind of tune in they know that they're having an issue What are some resources that we have available uh, that we can recommend to our listeners uh, to help assist with this? Say maybe they don't feel comfortable talking to their friends or family, a sense of shame that's coming from this situation. They feel like they're the only ones that ever have to deal with this because that is one of the key indicators of a, of a mental health issue is that you feel isolated, um, even though everybody else out there is probably dealing with something similar. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes we have feelings that, you know, we're the only person going through this. We might be embarrassed by it. We might feel like if we talk to somebody about it, they'll be shocked. But in reality, like you said, you're not alone. So many people are going through similar struggles as you. Um, And so I really recommend utilizing therapy um, is a great option for individuals who don't feel comfortable talking to family, friends, or somebody in their personal life. Um, Therapy is great to be able to talk through different situations, whether it's financial stress related or other stressors. Um, And, you know, there's specialists that even specialize in things like 
um, you know, shopping addiction or financial stresses, um, you can find a specialist for all different things. And so if you're dealing with that specifically, that's a great option. Um, And then also 988 is the new national hotline number. Um, for mental health crisis. And so that replaced the 1-800-LIFELINE number and the 741 text number. And so at any time, 24-7, you could text or call 988 and ask, um, you know, you'll talk to a professional. They will connect you to a mental health professional. um, And it's a great resource to just talk. So if you're just needing some additional support and it's not quite crisis, um, just talking and getting some help and tools through that, or if it's actual crisis to where um, you or someone you know is um, at risk of harming themselves, um, con- contacting them for help as well is a great option. So that 988 and through text and call both, which is really important since some people feel more comfortable texting rather than calling. So exactly. Like that's we a great talked resource. about earlier, uh, most kids are more comfortable texting than they are having that uh, person-to-person conversation uh, on the phone or in person. So being able to have those text resources is, is crucial for the younger folks or for anybody who has a social anxiety of those types for, for not wanting to get on the phone with somebody, being able to text is a, a critical feature for this new 988 number. Absolutely. Yeah. So 988, great resource, easy to remember. Um, and then I think also when we talk about support, um, making sure we're addressing our mental health concerns early and helping those around us address their mental health concerns early. So trying to do some prevention work, right? So notice when we're just not feeling great. Notice um, changes in behaviors and address those as they come, just like our health, right? We have things that we can do to help prevent diabetes. We have things we could do to help prevent obesity. And so making sure we're doing that with our mental health as well. So how can we um, build those supports, have those conversations, lean on each other to make sure um, we are getting what we need before it gets to crisis mode? There's so much we can do to support each other in our own homes, especially our coworkers as well, our friends, um, to where we can just be each other's supports and um, provide that emotional help to where um, we won't hopefully get to the stage of crisis to need actual prevention or actual crisis assistance. And so um, that's an important thing to incorporate. And I think with financial assistance as well, or financial crisis um we can be doing the same thing, right? So when we are first getting into financial trouble, I think it's really important to tell somebody, okay, that's one of the first things we need to do when we're realizing um, we are having financial issues. Let your spouse know, let another family member know, let somebody you trust know before it gets too far along. So I think that's an important thing to know, to um, realize. Again, kind of that team approach, that open dialogue, the communication early and often with the people that you're closest to. Uh, You mentioned uh, the financial troubles. Uh, We've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I'll mention it again. Hapo has certified financial coaching. We have, uh, I think at last count, over 125 certified financial coaches. If you're ever feeling like you are uh, in an issue that you don't know how to get out of, this is a free service. You can come in and talk to any of these people, and they're more than happy to walk you through uh, the way out of whatever that might be. And that could be budgeting. That could be uh, helping you actually get a uh, resume put together. We actually had a financial coach that assisted a member uh, putting their resume together 
together so that they could go out and get employment, uh, at which point later this this member came back in and told us this fantastic story about the above and beyond help that they received in this and really helped turn their life around as far as getting them on track with all of these other things. But the financial coaches 100% can help you uh, redirect yourself out of that financial crisis as best that they can with the different resources that are that are here. And they're available at uh, any and all of our branches uh, across the region. What other local resources uh, do we have specifically for people that might need to go into a place, uh, physical resources or, or even other phone lines? The 988, that's a national line, like you said, so everybody can take advantage of that. What do we have locally that people can do? Yeah, so as far as mental health crisis, again, calling that 988 number, um, especially for those more um, immediate needs, and that will get sent to our local crisis line. And so um, you only have to remember one number, which is fantastic. So calling that, um, it will get to our Benton and Franklin County's crisis line, which is great, or whatever area you're calling from, um, it will get to that area. Um, And then as far as in-person resources that we have, Um, Through Cadillac, we actually have a few educational programs that focus specifically on um, warning signs and um, how to walk somebody through the process of getting professional help. And so that is our mental health first aid and our QPR question persuade refer programs, which those are for free to the community that we're able to even customize for your specific group. And so those are a couple great educational opportunities if you are interested in learning more how to help others. And through that, you also learn how to help yourself, which is great. Um, And so that's an awesome option. And there are some other organizations throughout the community that provide those trainings for free too. So we're really lucky here having those resources. Um, Cadillac also has the community resource desk, which you are able to um, either call or come in in person, and somebody will assist you getting connected to all different resources. So maybe you need help um, establishing care with um, a primary care provider. Maybe you're needing assistance in housing or employment, um, anything like that. These individuals are trained to be able to connect you to the right people in the community. So if somebody came to us with financial issues, we would refer them, um, you know, to Hapo's financial coaches as one of the options. And so, again, you can either call or come in in person. Um, we're located at Lee Boulevard in the Healthplex, the Cadillac Healthplex. So that's another awesome option too. And I do want to make sure I point out that calling 911 is sometimes necessary in these situations. So if you or someone else um, that you're helping is an immediate risk to themselves or somebody else, if you feel like it's a 911 emergency and not waiting for crisis to respond, please call 911 because like I said, sometimes these are actual real emergencies that 911 needs to respond to if it's emergent. So make sure to um, keep that in mind and you're not overreacting. If you feel like it's an emergency, it's an emergency. That's actually extremely good advice for everybody, not just in a mental health or a suicide awareness situation, in any situation. If it feels like it's an emergency, reach out to those resources that are available. Uh, Courtney, did you have anything else that we wanted to touch on today before we uh, close up? I think just letting everybody know, continue to talk about how you're feeling mentally and emotionally um, and encourage others to have those same conversations too and just um, support each other. Try to um, find new ways or be better at following up with each other and showing that you're supporting those in your life. 
um, and having conversations about how how everybody's doing that can make a huge difference and just pay more attention to the behaviors of those um, you spend a lot of time with so you're able to be better set to have conversations um, to ask if they're okay if you are worried about them so just paying more attention about everybody and um, supporting each other perfect Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Dollars and Cents, Hapo's Financial Education Podcast. Courtney, once again, thank you for being in the studio today. Uh, Until next time, everybody.